We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's move over to the defense, fellas, because this was a little bit more of an interesting tale. I actually liked what I saw from the defense today, it, 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 for the most part. I thought the first thing is, Ryan, you and I talked about this. Greg Martini talked about this, I believe. Best thing you got to do to stop an, an option team is to take away the fullback. And I think Navy had a fullback dive, I believe, on the first series that went for like five or six yards. Outside of that, that pretty much shut the fullback down. Mm-hmm. Now, Fafano, who had uh, 15 carries this year, he had 15 carries against Notre Dame last year. Last year, he went for 133 yards against Notre Dame. This year, he went for 56. And most of those yards actually were on outside runs. He got yeah. pitched to a couple times. He got They were running power read in this game, and that was something that I was impressed with, guys, is they were doing stuff on film that I didn't really see them do at Kennesaw State. You know, like – they were they were going power read. They ran like split back looks yeah. where they were diving to one side and then pitching to Fafano, uh, who was coming around as the pitch back. I'm seeing um, wing stuff too. Yeah, they were doing some really yeah. interesting stuff in this game. And, and Notre Dame never got really gashed by. It. Now they caught a couple breaks. Cam Hart got was peeking in, into the backfield early in the game and let a guy get by him. And but Jack Kaiser had a good pressure that kept him from from getting to the football. Uh, and, and under throwing it so um so you so the vince what what stat line are you looking at to to say to see that the um, the media stats the yeah the live, th- th- the those stats. are those are incorrect i believe those are there's a couple of those that are off i'm looking at I, i'm waiting to I'm, let me see if i pull up the notre dame one because they had s- several things that were wrong like they had jeremiah loves run going for only seven yards um his it was first and ten and they got a first down on his run so uh, it's not really possible for that to have been seven yards. So I think they had a couple a couple mistakes on that one. Uh, ESPN had them down for fifty six. So we'll we'll see kind of we'll see how it turns out. But either way, they completely shut him down, and they shut him down as a fullback. The success he had was outside because guys, what we said, Ryan, we talked about this. You are not going to beat a team. Navy's not going to beat a team with getting outside. And there was one stretch in the game where Navy went eight straight plays where the ball went outside on the run. 
And they were getting yards, but they never ripped off those big runs. And eventually Notre Dame stops them and forces a field goal that they get that they missed. Sure. I thought taking the fullback out of the game was a big part of it. Now, uh, that to me was the biggest impact J.D. Bertrand had. I mean, there were so many times when they would run that fullback dive, J.D. Bertrand was coming out and blowing the dude up. And and that was a big part of it. And they said, look, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to beat us getting outside. And, and they, they got their sixes and their sevens and – couple tens and 11s but they weren't really able to rip off those big plays so i just thought overall they they limited just the until late in the game they limited the big plays they controlled the middle of the line of scrimmage and basically said you're gonna have to beat us getting to the perimeter and navy's just not good enough to do that against Notre Dame. that bad snap they gave fofana the loss of all those yards okay okay so the official Which, stat line that they that notre dame just sent out has him for 16 for 32 and a yeah. loss of 26. Yeah, that's gotcha. dumb. That shouldn't be that. That should be a, that'll be a team that yeah. in the official sets, that'll be a team minus. So that's what why ESPN's, uh, I believe, numbers are correct. So ESPN has that as team minus one to minus for 24, one for minus okay. 24. Yeah. They have so team minus two. That would be incorrect. Uh, because the, the, it wasn't his, it, the ball was snapped to the quarterback. So 15 for 56 was his number, still 3.7 yards per attempt on a guy that last year went for almost 10 yards a carry against yeah. you last year, 15 for 133. I thought that part of it was good. Yeah. And being prepared, Ryan, to handle stuff that you weren't really prepared for, I thought was was a pretty impressive thing we saw from the defense as well today. I mean, because like structurally, they still are, were an option team, right? It's just they gave right. you a couple different looks out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about like the single wing stuff. I think I saw Wishbone at one point. Like they were doing a couple different things, right? It was, it was interesting. I actually thought Navy's offensive game plan was kind of interesting, to be yeah. honest. Like I didn't think it was a bad game plan overall. I think Notre Dame just played really well today. Yeah, the fire kid too. I mean, yeah. that kid runs hard, man. Like give that kid some credit. He ran hard. I mean, he yeah. was a hard fought 56 yards today. It really yeah. was. But at the end of the day, the option offense is built from the inside out, whether you're yep. running read option, power option, speed option, triple option, whatever, single wing, like it doesn't matter, double type, you know, double tight, double wing, like it doesn't matter. You are trying to establish an inside presence as a running team. And the fact of the matter was, is that none of the interior defensive linemen had an impact in the like crazy tackle for loss numbers or like those incredibly disruptive, but they held the point of attack well. And the linebackers, and you mentioned JD, I agree, Brian, like JD had a really nice game to shut down the fullback, but the linebackers on the second level, I think for the most part played a really good game overall. And I really think that they were able to funnel everything outside and let your troops make plays when they needed to make plays. Like that's where we kind of went there. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Go ahead, Vince. I was going to say, I, you know, myself, I can't speak for you guys. I was anticipating that J.D. Bertrand was going to have a boatload of tackles, right? Yeah. He didn't need to because the fullback was getting shut down by the defensive Correct. line. Well, which, I thought he had a part in that too, but yes. Sure. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like they, they weren't was, even allowing Vince, the fullback to get to the second level. That was going to be my next point, and I'll kick it to you to set up for that. Is you uh, D-tackle was a big storyline in fall camp. Sure. And there were some up and down, you know, a couple of times Jason Onye let those low blocks get into his legs and drive him back. And a couple of times, you know, but, but for the most part, I thought the interior guys held their ground really well. There just was never, they were never able to get that mesh really going downhill because right. the line just kind of pushed them back. You know, Ryan, we talked during the shows this week about how big their interior is for a triple option team. They've got a pretty good size in, inside group of guys. There was one bad fit early. I don't know if it was Riley Mills or Marist. Ryan and I were kind of saying, we, we think it might have been this guy. We're not sure. There was one bad run fit overall. I yep. thought the fits were good by the D-line and the linebackers. Uh, if you can control with your D-tackles, you're going to be pretty good. I was not as impressed, and I thought it was both waves, right? It was first team and second team played played well against it. Gabriel Rubio had a really good game. Riley had a late sack. But the other part of it, too, guys, for me was I thought Jordan Patelho was great against the option today the other ends javante jean baptiste had a couple big uh, negatives in the game he had a couple of good plays he was solid overall i thought nana had a really tough game i thought junior tuilamaka had a little bit of a rough game i thought jordan Patelho though on the edge was outstanding he was i mean he just he was great all game disciplined did his job but then also his block destruction on the edge was outstanding which allowed him to really Go ahead, he's had a lot of power to his frame. Yeah. He's now 264 pounds, and he's maintained the explosiveness. Like he, he looked really good, man. He really did. I, I thought the edge group just in general was 
a little bit lackluster to your point. Like there was a couple guys that I just wasn't super pumped up about after seeing the game, but I thought Jordan played a fantastic football game on the edge. He was incredibly physical and decisive, right? Like I felt like there was some indecisiveness with a couple of the other edges, you know, a couple of guys that maybe were just locked in on doing one responsibility and they weren't able to read and react effectively and kind of filter. But I really thought Jordan Batello was one of the most underappreciated performers I think today. I think that he had a really good football game. Another guy that I thought we're going to talk about Jack Kaiser last because because he had an interesting day, yeah. But I thought Marist was about as good as we've seen him in an actual game today. Yeah. Uh, the the one run fit aside, we don't know if it was Marist or Riley, you know, but somebody had a run fit. But I thought that overall, I thought Marist was excellent, and just even doing some of the little things, Ryan, like when the the guards would just kind of try to chop him on a second level, he'd just do like a little quick step, you know, put his hand down, kind of knock him down. He had one of the better flow tackles of the game. He was backside. They ran an option to uh, away from him, and he just read it perfectly and just flew over the top. I think they got like a two-yard gain on it. It's just like, I don't know who's going to make this tackle, and all of a sudden Maris comes out of nowhere uh, yeah. to make the tackle. I thought he was outstanding. He was, But it, we saw the speed and, the, and all the athleticism, Ryan, that we always talk about with Maris, but the biggest thing for me today is Maris played disciplined football today from what I could tell. And that mm-hmm. was a really good sign. Because like you you said it yesterday, Ryan, and you were 100% correct. This is not the kind of game from Maris Luafau, the t- opponent that you expect Maris Luafau to be good based on what we've seen in the past. Lack of discipline. You know, he wants to just kind of fly around and be freelance and do all that kind of stuff. Today, he played with structure and was really good. If that continues moving forward, Ryan – I'm going to start getting really excited about this defense. I don't want to get too excited yet because it's just one game with Marist. But the fact that he played – like if he would have just made a bunch of really athletic plays coming off the edge, I don't know how excited I'd be about it. The thing to me, Ryan, is he wasn't having to make discipline plays, read plays, you know, get get to the ball plays. And I thought that was the big key for me. Well, can I say this real quick, Brian, before I go in on Marist? I, I think after seeing J.D. absolutely hawk that hawk uh, Fafano down by the sideline on that third and whatever it was to force a punt later in the game, I think the uh, the the J.D. Bertrand slow crowd, I, I think, kind of filters out and doesn't have much yeah. to say after that play. That was a great play. Marist, for me, because it's so funny, we're on the message board and – everyone's killing him after the run fit, you know, whether it was his fault or not, we'll be able to have, you know, upon further review, I'm sure you guys will kind of check in on that one. Right. Yeah, I've looked at it. Like, I just, I, I didn't yeah. have to know what the call is uh, to yeah. know who made the mistake. Exactly. I, I, it kind of exactly. looked to me like they doubled down on Riley and sucked him inside and Maris was supposed to fit inside of him. And I thought he needed to fit better and see that Riley was getting down blocked and kind of re- read it better, maybe fit outside. Yeah. But I mean, that, guys, you're going to have r- bad run fits. You're going to have, and that was it. Yeah. That was it from him yeah. that I that, saw. That was that was one of those plays where you had two guys in the same gap. So clearly there was a gap that was unsound there, and that's that's kind of where right. that one popped. But for the most part, I mean, there was one drive, especially in like the second quarter, where Maris was fantastic. It was the one where yeah. he where he forced the fumble, and then he had another big play working to the perimeter, like two plays later. Maris played probably the best football game I've seen him play at Notre Dame today, yeah. in my opinion. I thought he was yeah. consistent. I thought he was very good. You saw the explosiveness. You saw the flash. And he didn't make a ton of mistakes. And I think that's the biggest thing with Maris is Maris last year was not dependable, not even just from a game-to-game perspective. He wasn't dependable from a snap-to-snap perspective. Yeah. 
And today I thought he was very dependable and you saw the athleticism really shine because he seemed more certain with what he was expected to do. Today, yes. Which I think is great. He played with a lot of confidence, Vince. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to, the point that I wanted to make was that we saw Maris speed and athleticism, but we saw it because he was going to the right place and he had already diagnosed where to go. He was being fundamentally sound, but he was so confident with it that he was able to show what he can actually yeah. do. He showed everybody else kind of what we've seen at practice in the past, mm-hmm. but it was it, but it never really, you know, transferred to the field. I mean, that, that, if we're being honest, right? It never yeah. really transferred to the field. Today was the first time that we saw him playing loose, fast, aggressive. You know, he showed his speed. He sh- he showed why people were getting excited about him in the first place. And and his confidence was because he was doing the right thing. Um, and look, maybe he didn't mature quite as fast as we all wanted him to. But if he continues on this trend, then this defense this defense has the possibility of being pretty darn good. Well, the 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 series you're talking about, Ryan, was the series that that went started in the first quarter, had like two plays, and then and then went into the second quarter. And Navy had gotten a couple first downs, so they had a converted a third and three. That was the play where Riley Mills had a free run at the fullback and just overran him, missed the tackle, which they did several. That was we're going to get to that because that was a, one of the issues that I had today. Then they had a quick quarterback run on fourth down, uh, first first and ten. You had um, Maris forces the fumble on first and yep. ten. Great pursuit. That was that speed you talked about, Ryan. So they get a four yard gain. Uh, once they rule, I thought that was a bad call by the, or not that, no, that was actually the later force fumble by JD. It was a bad call. That was, that was the right call. I thought Jack, I didn't think oh, Jack when, had when JD possession. got out of the pile later on yeah. and they're like, they were trying to say he had possession. Like, that guy never had possession of that football, <laughs> never, but it, never. I, I, I couldn't tell that Jack had full possession of that ball before it went out of bounds. Sure. So I didn't have a problem with that call. Then you get to second and six. And that was the one Ryan that I was talking about where they actually ran a pitch the other way away from Marist. And if he doesn't read that perfectly, guys, that second and six maybe turns into third and one, maybe is a first down. Instead, he reads it perfectly, slams a guy for a two-yard tack gain, make brings up third and four. Uh, no, Navy gets nothing on the next play. And that was the one where they went outside and Cam Hart did a great job coming up, forcing it back inside. And then Jordan Patel got off a block and made the stop at the line of scrimmage, force a punt. Right, but like it's those little things on first and second down that Maris did that got them into a situation on third down that Jordan and Cam could combine and stop the ball. And then he had he was a sound tackler too. There's a couple times I thought he was about to overrun a play. Like, do you remember the one in the second half where it's like he kind of went past the guy, but then he wrapped around him and like held on yeah. and brought him down? Yeah. Like those are things where he was under he was flying fast the ball, but he was under control enough to where he didn't overrun the guy and then hit him and then fall off like he would last year. I thought that was a great sign, really, really good sign. I, I to see him playing the way he did, guys. I was I was impressed by that. I really, I really liked what I saw from Maris today. Again, first game it was good. Jack Kaiser was interesting. I thought Jack did a lot of good things today, but I also thought at times he just kind of was late getting outside early in the first half. Ryan, you and I talked about this at halftime. His numbers were great, but like a lot of his tackles in the first half were were kind of down the line. Five, on the pitches, he was getting yeah, out leveraged right. a little bit. I thought second half was a was complete opposite from him. And now he didn't have as many tackles in the second half, but his ability to come up and just be forceful against the perimeter blockers in the second half just completely threw off the timing of those outside runs. I thought Jack was much better in the second half. And I thought 
the other part too, guys, that, that I thought was a, uh, you talk about turning points of the game in a game that's short, going to be shortened by possessions. Notre Dame forced a three and out on the first drive of the game. So by the time Navy gets a, their fourth offensive play, it's 14 to nothing. The other one was you had that stop late in the half where you forced the field goal. Cause I'm, I looked at my wife and I said, they got to stop them here because if they make this 21 to seven, they start the ball with the second half. Next thing you know, it's a 21 14 game and your offense hasn't been on the field in 45 minutes, right? Like th- that, that was a big stop, but coming out of halftime and, and making an immediate three and out right then in the second half to me, guys, was a big part of this game. They ran a pitch on the first play. They had a forced fumble on the second play. That's the one where Cam just blew it up and forced the fumble. That should have been Notre Dame football. I don't care what they say. That was what it was. And then they get the third down, and it's third nine, and J.D. just reads it perfectly and tackles the guy way short of the first down marker and forces a fumble. If you let him get one or two yards more, they're in four-down territory. But you know, And that was on a power read play. I hadn't really seen them run a lot, really run that a whole lot at Kennesaw State. And he read it perfectly. It just it was it was an epitome of what made this game so good, which is the linebacker play in this game was really, really good. Because on that forced fumble, it was Jack. Now Cam's the one that forced the fumble, but Jack took the the slot defense, the slot blocker and just blew him up into the backfield. The adjustments that Notre Dame made in the second half, guys, I thought were really, really impressive. And then by the next thing you know, Navy doesn't get a ball again in the second half until it's 35 to nothing and it's ball game. Game's over at that point in time. So I was really impressed by by the performance of the Notre Dame defense. I really was, guys. Yeah. Now they came to play, man. Like I said, I mean, I, I think it was the great note that you made about Jack Kaiser, and that's why I hate raw tackle stats sometimes because mm-hmm. it's like tackle in the first half, you'd look at the box and be like, Jack Kaiser was way more impactful in the first half. And I'm like, not in my opinion. I think he's yeah. much better in the second half to your point, right? right? But it only it's had like, like maybe one tackle in the second half. Yeah, exactly. But he was so forceful that he was letting to, he was leading to other guys making stats because he was blowing up yep. the lead blockers, which is a big part of the optional. I mean, Vince, you know that if you can if you can blow up the edge, and I thought the corners for the most part did a pretty good job of that. There's a couple times they got knocked back a little bit. You know, Cam made the big mistake on the early pass that he let a guy get behind him. And fortunately, but but what happened on that play? It's the best play of, Jack, of the first half for Jack. Jack Kaiser had a great pressure. It looked like Cam thought Jack was supposed to run with that guy, and so he turned him loose. But Jack was went after the quarterback and got a pressure and didn't let the guy complete the pass. Uh, but other than that, I thought Cam played really well uh, as a force player, very well as a force player. And a lot of those five and six yard runs, if the if the corners like you may look at a six yard run and say, "Well, did they really do a great job?" Yes, because if they get blocked out two more yards, that's a fifteen yard run. That's a 17-yard run, and I thought they did a pretty good job of that. Jaden Mickey, second half, I, I noticed him doing that as well. Yeah. I thought the corners, for the most part, did a pretty darn good job of, of coming up and being in support. And and when they had tack, chance to make tackles, they did. But I thought I thought their support play in this game was was really good to me. Jaden Mickey was the most physical corner on the team yeah. today, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was he was coming to the house tracks. well. That tracks. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. he's the most physical corner in practice too. So yep. yeah. Anyway, he's talking yep. and talking. I did not mention – I did not notice Benjamin Morrison once, and it's probably the best thing that Navy did all yeah. game was not – No, they were anyway. they were avoiding him like the plague. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah, they sure. really were. You know, one of the things, too, guys, about defense is, is last year, you know, we, we talked about this defense has to be better at stopping the run. And today they gave up 175 positive yards for Navy. If you take away the 26-yard loss, 
off the muff snap, they'd have had 152 yards today. Uh, that's pretty good, right? Against the triple option team, guys, that's that's actually very good. So even yeah. if you give them that plus 26 back or 24 back, uh, actually it would have been it would have been 150 yards because it was actually a 24 yard loss, right, Vince? Yeah, a twenty-four yard loss, not a twenty-six yard loss. Yeah, because he he had um, yeah he had two yards because of just running the football. Yeah, um, yeah. Navy last year averaged two hundred forty-one point two yards per game. Right, you held them to one hundred twenty-six. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, essentially, that's what's going to go into the books, right? I mean, I'd say one hundred. I just for me, just to to be more proper context, I say one hundred fifty. But that one hundred fifty events came on forty-six carries. Yeah. That, that's my point. Like, I, right. I even give them that 24 back because that wasn't you <laughs> stopping them. Sure. They had 150 yards on 46 carries. That's that's dominating the triple option, right? right. Oh, they made good adjustments. Uh, I thought that they, they had a really good early game plan. They handled all the stuff that Navy threw at them. They made good second-half adjustments. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought just – they weren't big ones. They're just little ones. You know, hey, let's come up a little harder on a corner. Let's – you know, Jack, we need you to get, you know, maybe a, a little wider and, and handle some of those things and be more prepared to take away that quick pitch. Sure. I thought all all that stuff was good. And and uh, the other thing, too, guys, is a big complaint we had about last year was Notre Dame was not a real disruptive team. And today I thought they were. They didn't have a ton of tackles for loss. They only had really like four or five tackles for loss. They had a lot of zeros mm-hmm. today, a lot of zeros. And, Ryan, you and I talked about during the week, a zero against Navy is a is – a, is a stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a, a a really important play. The other thing too, is there were two forced fumbles in this game. And that was something Notre Dame was not good at last year, guys. They were not a team that was very good at forcing fumbles last season. And matter of fact, Notre Dame had only had eight the entire season and their first forced fumble did not come until the fourth game of the year last year. They had two today and almost recovered both of them. So, I mean, it was, and I think they did recover one of them. I still think it's a bad I call, did. but yeah. that yeah. was a big thing for me, guys. And it was it was them knocking balls out. It wasn't like a, you know, a, a pitch that went awry. It wasn't something like that. It was them coming up, being physical, and knocking balls out. I yes. thought that was another really impressive yeah. thing from today, guys. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean that 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 shows the physicality, in my opinion. Like, I mean, I think. The the one that we talked about already with Maris Loyfau making the making the uh, hit from pursuit like that. I mean that again. I know he's coming from the offensive player's blind side, so he doesn't see it coming. But like that's a forceful hit, man. That was a yeah. forceful, forceful hit. Because it you wasn't a, a it wasn't a it wasn't a swipe, Ryan. It was the huh? hit that knocked it out. Didn't right? did his helmet hit the ball? Yeah. Like I think his helmet yeah. might have hit the ball. Like yeah, yeah he did, it wasn't like a backside swipe like the one that knocked it out of of Audric. Yeah. Is is no, your point? Were, it wasn't like that. Even even balls that weren't getting on the ground, like I mean, I mentioned Jane Mickey for one, right? As far as like Notre Dame was coming to balance well as tacklers for the most part. Like when they were making contact, they were doing really well. There were some missed tackles that need to get cleaned up. There's no doubt about that as far as the volume. But I thought they were a better tackling team than what they were majority of what I saw last year, and they were forceful hitters today, which is going to cause more. Like if I'm coming to balance well and I'm coming with force, there's going to be more balls in the ground. Just in, I mean, that's just an easy conversation piece, right? Yeah. Like there's no, there's no, there's no hard hitting analysis there. Like you come harder as a tackler, you're probably going to knock the ball out more often. That's just yeah. basic common knowledge. I mean, the, look, Navy had 12 first downs the whole game. 
Yeah, like that's normally that's and, uh, two and drives. Some of that, <laughs> a lot of that came on that last drive of the game, fellas. Sure. When they sure. had the twos in, their only scoring drive of the game came against the second team defense. I mean, right. I mean, they had their that, backup in the game. Twelve first downs is like two drives for Navy normally because you know they're just plugging along and and you know when they've got long field, that's a whole game. Four, four of them came on the last drive of the game, Vince. So they had four eight first downs against the first team. I yes. mean. That's crazy. For, for a team that makes their living off of moving the chains methodically right. the entire game. Yeah, it's wild. Wild. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Right. That yeah, that's an impressive, that's an impressive performance, guys. That's a really impressive performance. Yes, it is. Last year had uh 21, they had uh 211 first downs last year in 12 games. Uh, that's an average of 17.6, and that was a bad year for them. Yeah, I was gonna the say only, yeah, they they had eleven against army in the but the I mean you had 11 against army in a game where they're both running triple option or not a whole <laughs> lot of plays being run in that game. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Right. So, and then their next lowest was like 11, but yeah, you better not go to the bathroom during the army Navy game because you might miss the entire yeah. game this year. Seriously, yeah, that's, that's what I'm if, saying. If you got to go, you hold it until <laughs> halftime because you, <laughs> you're missing the game. Right. It's like when I was a kid, my uncle was telling me a story about how him and um, him and some buddies had gotten a, the, uh, Mike Tyson, Michael Spinks fight. And so like right before the fight's about to start, my, my uncle, my, uh, I can't remember if my uncle or a buddy has ran into the bathroom. He had to, he had to pee before the game started or before the fight started. And he comes back out and the fight's over. Fight's <laughs> over, baby. <laughs> it's just like, what? Seriously? <laughs> but, uh, you know, Ryan, that was a, a, a good stat. Vince, that was a really good stat. The, the, the 12, the 12 first downs. That was, um, that, that was really good. Team no, defense, just good. overall. Yes, there's things we can nitpick, yeah. but the team defense. And well, it was. Yeah. I, I like the game plan. I like the execution for the most part. The flying yeah. to the football, the physicality, like that was all really good. And yeah. they put together two halves of that. You know what I mean? It was a couple negatives. I thought the first half, the safety play was not good. I thought in the second half they started triggering Xavier Watts a little bit more downhill. And we saw that impactful right away. They ran a mm-hmm. pitch where Xavier was flying downhill and made a stop. I thought he was much better in the second half than he was in the first half. The safeties, I, I felt in this game, guys, were partly more of a last line of defense in the first half. Is Let's keep them back to protect because we're going to have our linebackers and Jack and, as an overhang really attacking. They used them to trigger a little bit more in the second half, which is why we also saw some more missed tackles. I, I Look. I I know DJ Brown's a great leader and I've heard he's a great kid, but at some point in time, you've got to realize he's a bit of a liability. I mean, the missed tackle on the the one drive where you're stopping him way back on a third, it should have been a four yard tackles for loss. You're out of control. Like you're a sixth year senior. You can't be making those kind of mistakes. He made a good read too, man, but he just can't plays. Right. And then he falls down on the, the, the deep throw which should have been a touchdown. I mean, okay. to be honest with you. It, well, great great play by who hit him on Batelho. Batelho hit Batelho. him on that play. Did, that did was you see great the rush by Did the you way, see man. the did, Yes, Ryan, please explain that because he absolutely yeah. destroyed that right tackle on that particular play. Yeah, he hit like uh he hit like just like an outside club rip I think and then just kind of worked outside track and he hit the quarterback as he was releasing. It still ended up being a decent throw considering he got absolutely drilled. 
But if he does not get drilled, that's a touchdown. Like, he was wide open. There was five to six yards of easy separation. That was going to be a touchdown. Jordan Patalho saved a touchdown. And it ended up being an incomplete pass because he altered it enough where Clarence Lewis could come back and get at least in the vision of the wide receiver. So you make the catch. That was one of the negatives, Ryan, is there were two pass plays that honestly should have been big plays, if not touchdowns, if not for pressures getting there. And you say, well, the pressure's got there, but you can't turn guys loose like that because a team that's better at throwing the ball will have a quarterback that's going to make that play, right? Because we saw what happened with Notre Dame when they when they had a guy get beat and the pressure got to the quarterback. He still made those plays. Yeah. Uh, you, you you can't have those mistakes. And they were both made by, it. to me, it seemed both made by veterans, a six-year senior and a fifth-year senior. You can't make those mistakes. We saw uh, Riley Mills miss a tackle in the backfield. We saw... Uh, was it Jack had one missed? Ta- there, was, there was another missed. Ta- uh, Clarence Lewis had a missed tackle where he just overran a play. I think the, JT the, missed one too. So yeah, you just yeah. yeah, you can't you can't have those you can't have those mistakes. Like, it, and it's one thing to you know, guy makes a good play and gets off of you, but when you're going out of control and you know you just whiff on a guy in space, you can't have those mistakes. That was one of the big things for me. So when you look at uh, when you look at where we saw from this group, to me, that was the big the the, the miss the missed tackles. Although the volume was less, I will say that. The volume was less. They were just noticeable out in front of everybody. And then the potential two big plays in the pass game they could have had off of uh, off of the, the mistakes. Those are things that you look at the film and you say, hey, guys, you know, you made a mistake. You clean it up. But why did it not work, guys? It goes back to what we said at the very beginning of the show. Those plays didn't work for Navy, even though there was two huge mistakes because the they played so hard. And they played so fast that they were able to get pressure on the quarterback and not let him get the ball where it needed to get to. And at the end of the day, Ryan, you played college football. You coached high school football. Vince, you coached high school football, played high school football. Uh, You know, I coached and played in college football. Guys, you know this. There's going to be times when the play does not go how you're supposed to. You you, You make the wrong play call or a guy doesn't execute his assignment. But I've always said this. I have seen, I have had on my teams, I've had receivers run the wrong route, but they ran it hard and got open and the quarterback still threw it to them. Right. And quarterback's not going to say, hey, he didn't ran the wrong route. I'm not going to throw it to him. Right. You know what I mean? Go hard. And and sometimes you're going to, you're going to make up for a mistake. Cam Hart looked like made a mistake on that one play, but Jack Kaiser went hard at the guy, forced a bad pass. DJ Brown falls down. Can't do that, man. That was just bad technique. But because Jordan Toho did his job at a high level, he saved them. That's what football is sometimes. Hey, I didn't do my job, but my my boy had my back. My buddy had my back. He made the play, and I didn't get burned for it. And now next right. time it's going to be DJ's responsibility to, let's say, Jordan makes a mistake. Now DJ's got to make up for it. That's team football, fellas. You're going to make mistakes, but you need your teammates to pick you up. Pat Coogan misses a block. Sam Hartman shows great poise, gets the ball off touchdown. Right? Well, Pat Coogan made up for it the rest of the game, I thought, by playing really solid football the rest of the way. He did. And that's team football, fellas, and that's something that I was really impressed by with what we saw today. I, I used to say it as a coach to my players that everyone's going to make mistakes, make them fast, right? Like yes. That's the biggest make thing. Make them 100%. Like they always have to be aggressive and fast, always. Because there's yep. no perfect player. I mean, Joe Alt made some mistakes today. That's just where it is, right? Yeah. Everyone does. But the great players for me are the ones that make less of them. But the yep. ones that they do make, they still potentially can make an impact because they're playing very hard, right? And I yep. think that's what you saw. 
So I mentioned the first drive of the game, fellas, the first the first drives of the two halves, because I felt like last year Notre Dame was not a really fast starting team on defense. I thought it took the defense last year at times. It took them some time to get caught up to the game. There was so much thinking that it took them a while to get caught up. They were also not a very good third down defense last year. I thought teams could kind of go in at halftime and come out and make adjustments and get at them. I thought a big turning point of this game, and it was really two for me, was the fact that Notre Dame came out and forced the three and out on the beginning of both halves against Navy. Uh, to me, that was that was a, a sign of, okay, I, I, I like seeing that. I thought those, to me, were turning points for the defense. What were some of the turning points that you guys saw uh, from this game? Well, for me, I mean, offensively, I not defensively. Turning, we talk, oh, we I'm talked sorry. about the offense ones earlier. Okay, sorry. No, I, I agree with you. It was the first two drives because it set the tone. It set the tone for for not only the entire half, but the but the game. And if there was any glimmer of hope, because remember what happened last year, right? It, yeah. Well, it's not even that far in the past. They, they right? had a 25 point lead at halftime last year. Notre Dame did right. 35 to 13. It's only yep. three points more than what they had this year. And they, right. you know, exactly. It, it's, it, it's right there. And so the halftime speech for Navy kind of writes itself. Right. And frankly, the halftime speech for Notre Dame writes itself. Yep. Well, Notre Dame responded and they're like, okay, yeah, that's not going to happen this year. Three and out. Boom. Like that right there specifically. Yes. The first one was important. No doubt about it. But they already had like a seven-point lead and, yeah. you know, that whole thing. But the come out in the second half and put them away in three plays was like, okay. Like after that, me personally, I was like, yeah, we're good. Like that yeah. second half's not going to be a thing to worry about this time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I honestly, like I think a big turning point of the game was there was a, a adjustment that Navy made to start hitting the outside, obviously, yeah. right? Because the inside wasn't working. And the outside was working for Navy for a little bit. But then there, I think there was an adjustment of being a lot more sound on the perimeter and still funneling things out there. But the understanding of, like, guys, like, we need to be a little bit more forceful. One player that I think was a lot better in the first, second half than in the first half, at least on a noticeable level, was, like, I didn't notice a Xavier Watts, like, all first yeah. half, right? Second half? He was coming up with force and violence, I thought, against the pitch, against the outside pursuit stuff. So I think the adjustment that the defense made in this one after the outside stuff was working to be able to be more forceful and to be able to string yeah. things out a little bit more and to be able to have earlier contact on the pitch, I think that that was a big big, uh, se big section of the game, honestly, because they showed that that was the big thing with me last year on both sides of the ball at times was it looked like the adjustments just weren't up to par at times. Yeah. Today, I thought the adjustments were very good on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball. If if I had to point to a singular play that was the turning point of this game, it would have been late second quarter. It was on that drive that I was talking about earlier where Navy had eight straight runs that went outside. They got all the way down to the 20-yard line. There was less than two minutes left. And they go third and five, and Javante Jean-Baptiste blows up the fullback on a quick dive for a two-yard loss. You went from second and five to third and seven. That next play on third and seven, uh, they did a quick dive, a quarterback dive, the duck, but he only got three yards, fourth and four. They decided to kick a field goal. Notre Dame yeah. called timeout. They decided to kick a field goal. Make it or miss, it doesn't match three points. But that stop right there that forced the field goal allowed Notre Dame to get the ball on offense and go down the field and score. That was a 
big turnaround because that was right after I turned to my wife and said, they got to stop them here because, again, I'm sitting there thinking, guys, I'm, I'm immediately going back to last year. They're going to go down the field and score. They're going to take another minute and a half off the clock. They're going to get a touchdown. They're going to start the second half of the football. You know, because like I start getting, the, you know, the BKPTSD and even last year from last year, they're going to get the ball. They're going to go down the field, start the second half, score a touchdown, and we're going to be in a dogfight again in a game we have no business being in a dogfight. And defense steps up, makes that big play. Javante Jean-Baptiste makes that play, minus two. They're kicking a field goal two plays later. Yes, they missed it. Notre Dame goes down the field, scores a touchdown. Instead of it being 21-3 to and then Navy has the ball to start the half or maybe 21-7 to and Navy starts second wall to half, it's 28 nothing coming out of halftime. And, yeah, I know what happened last year and all that, but with the new clock rules, Navy wasn't going to probably be able to come back and win it. They could have made it more interesting. Oh, for sure. If you had to look at one play, I think that's the one play that to me completely was the turning point of this game that showed me something there a little different. And hey, you know, Al Golden, I thought guys had a really good game plan, really good game plan, made adjustments. They 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 threw a lot at Notre Dame early that they hadn't seen. They handled it. They got some yards, right? Navy got some yards, but it was like fives, it was like sixes, it was like fours. They eliminated the big plays for the most part and took the fullback out of the game. And no matter what Navy did and how they chose to attack, Notre Dame had a fullback plan. The D tackles, JD at, at Mike, I thought did a great job of taking their fullbacks out of the game. I, I was really impressed by what I saw today from the from the defense. And, and uh, you know, look, this was the side of the ball, fellas, that dominated during fall camp. And we saw that today. I mean, it, you know, looking at these stats, Navy had – 169 yards of offense today. That's it. Three points. Yeah. That's crazy. And the three points, as we pointed out, what would their numbers look like? What was their touchdown drive? Let me go see how long their or their field goal drive was at the end of the game against the second team defense. It was like 12 plays, 60 something yards. 56 yards. So they were barely over 100 yards of total offense against the Notre Dame. Now again, minus twenty four. So you added twenty four of it because still. of the minus twenty four. But but still, even if you had the twenty four guys and you and you give them every what if what if possible, that is pure domination. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, against a triple option offense, they're gonna you know because like oh, they got their fives and their sixes, and I'm like to me, guys, that's a hitch route for a normal offense. It's a nor- normal offense completing a five yard hitch route. Those pitch plays are just like if another team was that was throwing run, an air raid offense was throwing a ball and all they were getting was four and fives at you. Like, man, we're shutting them down because we're making them go play after play after play. And the more plays you make a team run, the more chance there is they make a mistake or you make a stop. And that's exactly what happened today. Because what killed the Notre Dame defense last year? It was, oh, shoot, wrong fit, 50-yard run. Oh, shoot, wrong fit, 36-yard run. Oh, yeah. shoot, wrong fit, 23-yard touchdown after a sudden change turnover. That stuff killed the defense last year. We didn't see any of that today. Because even when they did make a mistake, somebody else picked them up. And I'm, I'm going to end with this, guys, on the defense. The biggest thing that we talked about, I think more than anything, Ryan, and, and I could be wrong, is we said the big the, – my thing was the biggest concern I had about the Notre Dame defense last year is when a play needed to be made, there was nobody to step up and make it. And that hurt them time and time again. And not only did we say – did we see that once or twice, we saw that several times. We saw that with yeah. Batelho making the big stop when a guy was running free, Kaiser getting the pressure when a guy had been turned loose, Javante Jean-Baptiste making that big stuff at the end of the second quarter, JD coming up and making a huge third down stop to force a punt. 
We saw those things happen so many times where the defensive players made clutch plays in moments that helped turn this game completely around. I think that, to me, was the biggest thing that I'm going to take out of this game. Because, look, they're not going to be able to use this game plan for unless for some reason Notre Dame's playing Army or Air Force in the college football playoff or a New Year's Six game. They're not going to see Go this Falcons. offense again. Right? Go Falcons, baby. Yeah. And so – no. None of that translates. Right. What translates is the toughness, the physicality, the discipline, and the fact that when plays needed to be made, different dudes on different levels made those plays. We didn't see that last year. So to see that in the first game, fellas, I, I, I was happy about it. Yeah. Happy about well, it. it. Too often the guys that we were expecting to be the dudes of the defense last year just didn't show up in certain games, right? And I think that yep. – your guys on the each level, I think, for the most – I mean, one guy that we were excited about this offseason is Riley Mills. I thought that he had a pretty good performance overall. Jordan Batello has been a guy that everyone's been calling for to be a breakout player. I thought he played really well. J.D. had a good football game. Maris had a good football game. And secondary-wise, again, like, the safety position needs to get better. There's no doubt. But, like, Jaden Mickey came to play. Benjamin Morrison was rock solid. Like, there was a lot of good – defensively because yeah. I think some of your guys that are supposed to be your dudes did play a good game for the most part. Yeah. Well, and, and the other big thing that you can take away from this, and I know that it's kind of a captain obvious comment, but I'm going to make it anyway. You gave up three points. Like, you know, obviously coaches shoot for a shutout and all of those things, but you gave up three points to a team that scores. So, I, you know, frankly, I would have liked Navy to score a couple more touchdowns. So I would have hit the over, but you know, <laughs> Vince, you man. held them to three you points. Selfish son of a, yeah, you're not wrong. I lost some money today, Brian. Okay, but <laughs> well, I'm um, glad you lost some money. <laughs> well, if Notre Dame would have scored a touchdown instead of missing a field goal, I'd have hit it too. So whatever. But anyway, did you bet the over on a Navy game? Are you crazy, man? Are you absolutely oh, crazy? They almost hit it. <laughs> it was 49 and a half. There was 45. But anyway, I, yes. the bottom you line is that you can blame the two missed field goals for that one, Vince. Exactly. Notre Dame's and their special teams. Navies. Yep. Special teams. Freaking kickers. God bless it. You can't live with them. I'll tell you that much. I'm going to stop right there. So uh, they gave up three points as a team. Moving forward, like as a defense, you know, you've got your goal boards and all that stuff. Like you gave up three points. That's great. Moving forward. You got an opportunity, obviously, to put up a very low number next week. And then you start moving forward. And that's just that's just confidence. You just gain confidence as a defense that, that way. Yeah. So, fellas, that's it for the defensive breakdown. We're going to have some super chats we're going to get to, a lot of super chats. But any kind of final pieces to the, the puzzle you guys want to kind of – not final pieces, but final thoughts on this game, guys. I mean, we've said a lot. We broke down a lot. But uh, – and I, I got to tell you, fellas, I felt really – I felt really good. I, I had nerves the whole first game. I kept waiting on something to happen, but then they just kept sure. making stops. And I got to tell you, when they, made, when, they first, when they forced the three and out to start the second half, I looked at my wife and I said, this team's different. This team's mm-hmm. this team's different. Yeah, I, I would say for me, it's just like for people listening, just make sure that we're isolating these things, right? This is one game of a 12-game season and hopefully a lot more after that, right? So I think that it's almost like a, a chapter book or it's a step of, among, you know, a step of stairs. Like you're, it's one step. And Notre Dame, I think, ace this first step. Next week, Tennessee State, then NC State, and then it's going to get progressively right. harder from there. But in order to get to where Notre Dame wants to go, you have to ace these tests, right? Because yeah. 
that's what we need to see. So Notre Dame did really well today. This doesn't either go into the national championship game after today, right? But this means that this was a very good positive step and they must continue to build upon it. A lot of positives come out of today, which I think is, it's my biggest takeaway is that there was a whole lot of positives. I, you know, look, I had confidence going into this game for a lot of reasons, but to actually sit there and watch the offense score, 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 score. You know what I mean? Like, just put up number. I, I said it a long time ago. I think the scoreboard at Notre Dame Stadium is going to be like a pinball machine. She's going to be like, bling, 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 bling. Like, they, they did it. Like, that, that game one, check. You know? And, yes, it's Navy. I get it. I don't care. Like, Notre Dame's offense is, right now, it's balanced. It is thoughtful. It, it, they executed. And they scored touchdowns, man. Like, okay, let's go. Yeah, I, that that's what I'm taking away from this, is that the offense is what I thought that they were going to be, and now they got to continue it. Game one, check mark. We'll